Welcome to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host Stephen Edwards and tonight I'm delighted to be joined by Heather Schwartz from the Boston Pride and Sam Faber from the Connecticut Wild. First up is Heather Schwartz. Delighted to be joined by Heather Schwartz from the Boston Pride. Heather, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I think I'm just about recovering from Halloween. Um, obviously, like lots of people, lots of kids coming around trying to get treats and one thing or another. And I got a couple of kids of my own and trying to, you know, keep the excitement under control when it comes to them as well. But how was your Halloween? Um, well, unfortunately, I had to actually do the night shift at my job, so I wasn't able to leave until like 10 p.m. And I live in, like, East Boston, so not a lot of kids are out that late. So I was fortunate enough to kind of miss that whole, like, flu- like the whole, like, uh, pack of kids coming through. So that was good. <laughs> it, it just comes to, like, hits me. You know, we get, like, to that time of the year and, and you have that. And it's just like, oh, okay, I need to make sure I've got some sweets in the house for, for when the kids come around. Because, oh, yeah. you know, otherwise, you know, the first one comes around, and you're like, oh, yeah, it is, it is actually Halloween. But... It's a great time of yeah. the year. Um, you know, my my kids love it. Uh, my wife is American, so she's kind of brought that over to here because over in the UK it wasn't um, as popular as it is now. Um, but, yeah. I mean, obviously she's been like quite used to it and things like that. So, yeah, it, it's a great time of the year. And obviously it's an even better time of the year because the NWHL season has started. But before I get mm-hmm. into that with you, um, I always like to find out, you know, how people got involved in hockey, started playing it. Who were some of their idols growing up? So for yourself, when did you first start playing hockey and who were some of the players that you idolized growing up? Um, well, I started playing actually pretty late. I was like seven or eight years old. Um, it was around the time of the 2002 Olympics. So, um, you know, players like Julie Chu and Angela Ruggiero were playing. and mm. um, I just remember watching and being like, I didn't even know women played ice hockey. And I was a very sporty kid. So, you know, I was, I was really into trying different sports. Um and, you know, none of them ever stuck to me. And for some reason, just, like, watching the Olympics, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to try this. And my parents were like, really? Like, you want to try the most expensive sport there is to play? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I want to try it. I want to see how it goes because I was really into rollerblading. So, um, you know, we, we got me signed up uh, uh, in the Warriors program in Connecticut, which is very popular for, like, anyone who's ever grown up in Connecticut. They definitely know that program. Um, and I just like I took a whole year to do like learn learn to skate, and you know I wasn't I wasn't half bad considering I kind of had a stride from rollerblading. So um, it was something that you know I I kept working on where normally I feel like I would just kind of back down if I wasn't doing too well within the first couple months, but um, it kept my interest, which was pretty exciting. <laughs> So I suppose you could say when it comes to hockey, you're, you're very tenacious. It was something that you actually really wanted to do and you really enjoyed it. Yes, it was. It was just something that like I, I tried it once and I was like, I really, really like this a lot. You know, I was falling all over the place. I had to like hug the boards, but for some reason it just like stuck with me and I ended up having a passion for it and just wanting to get better every single time I went out there. And before you started your NWHL career, um, you was at Syracuse. How did you find that time? How did you find that time there? Did you really enjoy it being there? Oh, I loved I loved Syracuse. You know, um, when I was when I was in high school, you know, um, I think it's such a huge commitment um, when you're in high school to figure out what school you want to go to. And Absolutely. Um, I wasn't one of those people that committed really early. It was a very late commit, so. Um, you know, I had all these choices of schools to go to. It's just like, it was one of those things that like, 
who who is available with positions on their team and can I play the position I wanted to go into college playing and stuff like that. So um, Syracuse came out of the blue um, and I, I absolutely loved it. I had, I had been fishing around at some schools at that point and I don't know. It was just something about the place. It's just so like spirited and so like, you know, it's one of the most snowy schools in America, but yeah. I mean, the people there are incredible. They have such a cool spirit and um, I fell in love with it. I loved it there. Obviously, after Syracuse, and also your, your NWHL journey starts. Um, how excited were you to sign for the Pride? I was extremely excited. Um, I, I went into this year not knowing if I was going to continue playing hockey. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I did a huge change. I moved from Connecticut to Boston. And um, when I originally put my name into the draft, I had done my parents' address in Connecticut. So, um, I'd gotten contacted by them and I, I told them, you know, I can't make the commitment because I can't make that drive, you know, twice a week and then weekends. So, um, you know, the, the coach there was incredible. He, um, told me he would reach out and see if there's anything left at the pride. Um, and so I was like, it was, it was literally like a couple weeks left in August. I think it was end of August when it happened. And, um, I was just kind of like slowly letting this idea go that, I could possibly play professionally and, you know, like it's just like, you know, last uh, second Haley called and was like, Hey, we have uh, one more spot. Would you want it? And I, I was like, yes, definitely. And it was, it was one of those things that was just so exciting and like a dream come true. Cause when I was a little kid, you know, all you had was basically the Olympics and to think yep. now we have the NWHL is so exciting. And when you think about that, not knowing what your future entails at that point, and obviously signing that late, and then you find yourself in the first game of the season playing in an NHL arena, that's a that's a big leap from where you were yeah. to where you are then. Yeah, it's a huge leap, and it's a huge honor, honestly. You know, the NWHL itself just being created was such a huge deal, but to have, like, you know, now the devil's on our side and you know, hopefully the Bruins will get there at some time, at some point, and maybe the Sabres as well. But it's it's this idea that they were the first, and and we got to play in that rank first in the first game of the season. You know, um, it was an incredible feeling, and there were a lot of people there. And yeah. I've never played in front of that big of a crowd, but it was just really exciting because you know the energy was high, and even though we didn't sell at the arena, it was still so many people cheering us on. It was just the most exciting thing ever. I mean, unfortunately for me, I'm I'm on the other side of the Atlantic, so I I have to kind of watch it from afar. But obviously, I was watching it yeah. on on Twitter as well, and you know, it for me, it really hit home how far the league has come from the from when it was inaugurated until now. And you know, it's incredible. And you you start to think to yourself, like you know, I've talked talked to Anya Batalino about this. You know, how far can this league go now? And I think it, it's exciting times not only for the teams, the players, the fans, and anyone else that's associated with the league? Um, I mean, honestly, I I first see the league expanding out to, you know, places like Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, where hockey is just really, like, a huge sport. I could see it growing a lot here on the East Coast, and I'm really hoping that eventually we expand out West. Um, mm. I, I see so much happening with this league. You know, the NHL started off with six teams. Yeah. I mean, we're two less teams than that, but look at how far they've come. You know, it's been such a long time since they've been around too so i'm i can only imagine in this day and age where you know people are accepting you know women's hockey they're accepting that's professional sport and they people actually enjoy going to them i can only see us expanding way quicker than the nhl did in in 
just having a great time with it, you know. No, and I think for for people like me, you know, one of the things I want to do is a, is a podcast is you know give people a chance to you know connect with players such as yourself, and not only talk hockey but get to know you, um, see how mm-hmm. much the the league's expanding, how the game is growing, and everything else, and that's all part of that. And I think it's say for me, it's very exciting times ahead. And now the season started, you know, we can really hit home. You know, this this is great. You know, get out and not only you know, watch these games on Twitter or anything else. But if you're near to an arena, go and watch a game because these are exciting games to watch and the talent level is very high. Yes, definitely. I mean, it's it's incredible to play against some of these girls. I played against some of them in high school and they went to incredible colleges like, you know, BC, BU, um, Wisconsin, and North Dakota and stuff. Um, so it's incredible to see, like, everyone come back and, like, play with each other and, and such incredible talents. And, like, you know, they were winning you know player of the year rookie of the year they were getting awards left and right and to play again play against some of them and play with a lot of them it's it's incredible it's a very surreal feeling to be like hey i i never thought this day would come but i'm playing with some very talented players how do you get yourself into the mindset on game day i mean it's, it's interesting to talk to different players you know how they get themselves prepared but how do you do that um i don't know I, I've always gone back and forth on this, but I've, over the years, you know, um, especially in college, I kind of got this, you know, relaxed feeling. I'm, I, uh, I play a lot of soccer before the games, mm. just to loosen myself up, you know, hand-eye coordination. But um, I just, I really, like, I just try to stay loose. I feel like the more I stress out about a game, the more um, I sit there in silence and not be myself, I feel like the worse I will play. So, you know, I just try to sit there. I try to have conversations, have fun. Um, not overthink it because it's just, you know, at this, this point in our lives, you know, it comes so naturally yeah. and it, and I know it's tough because some people really do struggle to play the game, but at this point, you know, after playing college and now being professionals, it's so natural mm. that like, if you think too much about it, you're going to str- like, you're going to struggle and you're going to, you're going to be way too, uh, strung out basically when you go out there on the ice. And I, I think the best way I prepare is just trying to relax and just have fun with it. I mean, I know, um, unfortunately, your team lost on, on opening day. Are you kind of like now chomping at the bit to kind of get back out there and, and, and start a winning streak? Oh, definitely. Um, I think that for, you know, our team, we've had such few practices. And, um, you know, we, we have the two games against Russia, and I think we played really well against them. Um, but, it, you know, I think you give us a little bit more time. You give us this one week, and we're going to come out flying this weekend. And, um, I know all of us are just really excited to get back out there. It's, it's tough when it's not, you know, more than one game a weekend like we're used to in college. You know, it's like that huge wait between games. But um, I can tell you we're all very, uh, very excited to get back out there. What do you think the team needs to do differently in the coming game against the Whale this week that you might not be able to execute in a previous game? Um, you know what? I think we started finding, finding a lot of success at the end of that game by, you know, um, just moving the puck a lot quicker. And I think that's what we're going to try to focus on this game as well, is just moving it really quick and creating opportunities where I think we might have been holding on to the puck a little too long, especially in our defensive zone. And that's just kind of how the Riveters were able to get on top of us really quickly and pressure us really well. And I think if we could really move that puck a lot quicker and get it out of the zone a lot quicker, we're going to find some really good success because we have the speed to beat the the defensemen, but... If we can't get out of the zone, yeah. we're never going to get to that point, you know. 
final question for yourself, Heather. Have you set yourself any personal goals for this season? Um, I mean, I guess so. I think it's just, you know, um, have fun with every game. You know, same idea. Like, don't, don't, um, have, don't have too much anxiety when you go into these games. Just know that, like, this is an incredible opportunity and you're, you're just going to have fun with every game. But, you know, I, I like to score a couple of goals. I didn't really put a specific number on it, but, you know, just making sure that I, every chance I get, I'm, I'm putting all my effort into it. Uh, you made a hell of an assist in a game at the weekend. I mean, that was, that was a great oh, play. Thank you. I just want to thank you for joining me today, Heather, and obviously want to wish you and the team all the very best for the coming season, and I'm sure we'll catch up with you as the season progresses. All right. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for having me on here. Great stuff from Heather there. Now time for Sam Faber. Delighted to be joined by Sam Faber from the Connecticut Whale. Sam, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, looking forward to it. Um, first of all, before we get going on the hockey front, yesterday was Halloween. How was your Halloween? Halloween was great. Um, we had practice, so we, uh, we celebrated definitely at the rink, but we had some people dressed up, so it was definitely a good time. Hey, it's a it's a fun time. Which you know what I always think about. It. You know, you, you have Halloween. I was just talking to um, Heather about this, and it for me it goes into then November, and then before you know it, you got Thanksgiving just around the corner. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the holidays definitely come quickly. So uh, we got Halloween under our belt now, and then we're looking forward to spending some time with our families on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Absolutely. It's, it's a great time of the year and um, I certainly can't wait for it. I'm sure the listeners can't and, and everyone else and everyone gets excited. Certainly my kids do as well. Although I live over in the UK, um, I have a, a, an American wife, so we celebrate Thanksgiving here. So I've always been a part of, of that tradition. It's always like one of the, the most fun times of the year with friends over and everything else. So definitely looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we definitely have a lot to be thankful for, you know. So um, uh, I'm looking forward to spending some time with my family and friends as well. Absolutely. But the, the NWHL season has just got underway. And before we go into that, um, just wanted to ask yourself, you know, when did you first start playing hockey? You know, your interest started and who were some of the players you idolized when you first started getting involved? Yeah, um, I first started playing when I was five. Um, and to be honest, I looked up to my older brother a lot, my dad. My dad played in college. Um, and then, uh, you know, some of the old school Islander players, I was a big Islander fan. So, um, I started with roller hockey, and then I quickly got into ice hockey at the age of, like, seven, seven or eight. Are you still an Islanders fan now, or have you moved on to someone else? Oh, no. I am a diehard Islanders fan. Um, <laughs> I've had a rough 30 years, I'm not going to lie, but they're having a pretty good year this year. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's not been the greatest of times, unfortunately. I mean, I've been a hockey fan going back as far as um, about 1990, and you have to kind of go back into the 80s before you start thinking about any sort of success for the Islanders team. So My dad, uh, he had uh, season tickets for 15 years, so he got to see the four cups, and then I was born, and I think I was bad luck for them. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Do you know, I'm going to tell this story now, because you, you kind of reminded me of something, and it's not hockey-related, but it, I, I'll, I'll tell it anyway. And I have a laugh with my wife, because my wife has had to put up with me loving U.S. sports for the last 14 years. I've been married, and I, as I said, I've been a U.S. sports fan long before that. My eldest was born yeah. in 2006, and I am a huge New York Mets fan, absolutely huge New York Mets fan. And hey, he, me too. <laughs> we can all have misery together um so 
when he was born, he was born the night of game one of the National League Championship Series. And everything was going well for the Mets that year and looked very much like a championship was on the cards. And I joke with my wife that from the time my son was born, it's been pretty much nothing but further misery, despite the fact of the 2015 <laughs> World Series and everything else like that. But, you know, I, I love my kids. But, but yeah, I, I thought it has to be shared that story because... It's funny when people te- when people say things like that. You know, for us diehard sports fans, it it can be a lot of fun. But anyway, people haven't tuned in to t- for us to talk about Mets baseball or anything like like that. They've tuned in hopefully to listen to us talk about the NWHL. But before we kind of get onto that as well, I wanted to touch on um, your collegiate career. I mean, you you played on a very successful line during those four years at the University of, of Northampshire. I mean, what do you remember of that time period? Because she was a pretty prolific scorer back then. Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely was. I, I played. I was very lucky to play with a lot of good players at UNH. Um, when I got there, they were they were pretty good. And then me and Casey Bellamy were in the same class. And after after our freshman year, we kind of uh, took the reins. And I, I was on some pretty good lines. I had I had some great players surrounding me. So. I was very lucky. I give all my success and credit to them. Um, but, you know, we were, we were top three in the country for four years. So it was, it was the best time of my life there. I learned a lot about the game. And uh, I'll always, always appreciate UNH and, and everything that school did for my hockey career. So you kind of stepped away from the game after that. And then you then came out of retirement to play in the NWHL. What was your, your original thought process, first of all, for stepping away and then coming back out of retirement to then play in this league? easy um but I, I stayed with the game i still coached um i was a hockey director at a few different ranks so you know play, not playing was definitely not the easiest thing in the world but um when the nwhl started it actually played out of the the kinetic well or playing out of the building that i worked in so it was a pretty easy decision for me um it kind of just fell into my lap um i'm super thankful for that opportunity and uh hopefully we can keep this going here a couple more years I suppose in some respects it would have been unthinkable for you then not to play in the NWHL if the opportunity had came up. Oh, yeah, there was, uh, there was no chance that I, you know, I was definitely coming out of retirement as soon as I found out. And I probably would have even if it wasn't at the rink I worked in just because it was, uh, you know, it's, it's a huge step in women's hockey and I wanted to be a part of it for sure. No, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've talked to many players. It's, it's exciting times and it's something that, you know, people want to be a part of, whether it be as a player, whether it be as a fan, anything else that's involved with the game, myself with the podcast and, and all things like that. And we've just had the new season that's just got underway. First game of the season at home and you managed to get yourself on the score sheet as well. Yeah, um, you know, it was it was a good game. Obviously, it wasn't the outcome that we wanted. Um, it's nice to get that first goal under your belt to so you kind of get the monkey off your bat, at back. But uh, to be honest, um, we really grew as a team over the course of the two preseason games, and I was so proud of each and every one of those girls. Uh, we never gave up. That third period was pretty impressive, and hopefully that's a step in the right direction. We can keep moving forward here. No, I mean, it's just that you, you went down 3-0 and then you was able to uh, notch a couple of goals in that third period. What did you do differently, do you think, in the third period compared with what you'd done in the previous two periods? You know, we just, we had a mindset that, you know, we can win this game still. And we went out there and, you know, Greece got a quick goal and it was her first pro goal and we were all super excited for her. I said this and, you know, in the interview after the game, 
we were we were just stoked for her. It was uh it was awesome. You know, she belongs on this team as does every single player, and uh, it it was good. It was we had a lot of smiles and and the momentum just kind of grew from there. So, um, like I said, this team is very different from the teams that we've had in the past, but we're all super excited about it because the chemistry is there and the effort's there. You know, you can't teach heart, and each and every one of these players has it. So. Um, we're super excited about what's to come this season. And obviously you talked earlier on about um, having practice and, and things like that. So obviously you're already starting to get prepared for this weekend's game. What are some of the things that you think the team needs to be able to do to be successful this weekend? Because obviously you want to get back to winning ways. Yeah, so we, we focused a lot um, yesterday in practice on our D-zone coverage. We had some lapses on Saturday with that. Um, we also we had a lot of speed and energy in this last practice. We wanted to have a good time. We wanted to have some fun out there, and we did. And, you know, we, we need to generate more scoring chances this weekend against Boston. We want to play in the offensive zone um, a lot more this weekend because we know that Boston has some, some players that can score, so we want to keep them off the scoreboard. we got to play more in the offensive zone than we did last weekend. No, absolutely. I mean, I, th- I think what you're talking about there is a lot about, like, controlling the tempo and controlling the park. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we have the skill and we have the talent to do so. Um, it's just been tough because we haven't had as many, like that many practices. So, you know, the more you play together, the better you're going to become and, and the more chemistry you'll build on the ice. And, you know, it, I see it every day. We're getting better. And uh, it, it's, it's just been a great team atmosphere. And I'm really excited about this season. No, and I think that's it. It's sometimes a bit difficult when you, you know, you have a few new faces and you're trying to build that team chemistry. And that will come over the course of the season. And I think that's something that the, the team will learn about each other as the season goes on. Yeah, it's funny. Like, you would think it is really difficult with new faces, but I can't tell you how easy it's been to get to know these girls and, and how much, like, I just appreciate each and every one of them. Like, mm-hmm. They really want to come to the rink. They really appreciate this opportunity that they have in front of them. They realize that, you know, not everybody in the world gets this opportunity. So um, as, as difficult as it is to have new faces and, and to build that chemistry, it's been pretty easy with this group. No, absolutely. And just before I let you go, Sam, there has been a question coming from one of the uh, listeners. And that's at John G 1798 who asked, what's your favorite moment been in your hockey career? Oh. That's a tough one. Um, you know, I'd have to say probably winning our uh, fourth hockey East championship at UNH uh, was pretty special. Um, but there's been there's been many. Uh, the first Whale game, you know, ever in history. Um, so there, there's been a few, but I, I would have to say that UNH won for sure. Absolutely. And obviously we'll be following yourself and the Connecticut Whale through the whole of the hockey season. But for now, I just want to thank you for joining me today, Sam. And obviously wish you and the team the very best for this season. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for all you do for the game. Great stuff from Sam. And that just about wraps up tonight's episode. I'd like to thank Heather Schwartz and Sam Faber for joining me on the Women's Hockey Digest. You can find all of Edmund's social media links in the episodes for the episode, including their Twitter handles. Every week I'll be joined by various players from the NWHL to discuss all things NWHL from a player's perspective. But for now, I've been your host, Stephen Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at TalkSportsStephen. You can find the podcast at WH Digest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details will be in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night for me.